I actually think the uh, the worship as we gathered there to stay quiet actually was the right thing. And that may frustrate some of you, but um, yeah. But that might not be so quiet at the end. Let's see what happens. That was a hint, Johnny. There you go. So do you want me to repeat the hint? Yeah. <laughs> so um, the worship maybe in response might not be quite as reflective. It might be a bit more. But it was right, absolutely right to do what we've just done. Well, I was asking the Lord what we were going to do. Um, well, actually, a couple of three weeks ago, I was saying to him what we're going to do after the restore, replace, all those that we've been doing for the last few weeks, months. And as ever, nothing, nothing, nothing. So suddenly Chris woke up one morning to see on the rotor that's online um, all the titles for the encounters written down through till after Christmas. Because they just all... Um, but I gave myself the first one. And the title for tonight is Meet Together to Encounter Jesus. And part of me goes, yeah, you're right. So it's, Lord, what's going on here? And so I've been waiting on the Lord for this. And Wendy, as I said, Wendy and I have been involved in some prayer meetings, two or three others of you, these prayer meetings over this last week. And... The Lord showed me this, before we talk about meeting together to encounter Jesus, there's something that needs to come first. And I can, I can hear you all going, oh, repentance, all this, all that, which is great because it means we're thinking and it means it's there. But actually it's a bit more obvious for us at St. Leonard's, it's a bit more obvious than that. In the world as it is, with the pandemic as it is, with the culture around us as fractured as it is, because the culture around us is abusive and accusatory and it's just all over. You know, one of the bands I follow, <clears throat> I won't say which one, give my age away and stuff, they, they, they put a rainbow behind their picture on their Facebook page. Now, whether you agree with that or not, because it's to, to support uh, gay rights and all the rest of it, whether you, they didn't deserve the abuse they got in the thread that was underneath. Yeah. When my football team, um, Queen's Park Rangers, Les Ferdinand's been very active for racial equality within football for a number of decades. So when QPR and Coventry decide not to take a knee before the game that they played eight days ago or whatever, and he gets abused on Sky TV, he wrote an article that clearly displayed his frustration. He said, well, we decided not to take a knee because for us as team, the two teams, it's tokenism. 
actually, because two-thirds of the QPR squad is black, and two, uh, I think it's half the Coventry squad. So for them, it's tokenism. And he said, but let everybody else do what they want. Plus, their game wasn't being televised, so they were going to take a knee to an empty stadium. And, and I get it, and he's got a... But there's just that, we're going to accuse, we're going to call this out, we're going to... You know, all the people that have wished Donald Trump dead in the last 24 hours, online. It's filthy. Stuff you got through your door. There's a new political party, what's it called? Britain First or something. Which it's... It, it makes the British National Party look left-wing. It was absolutely filthy. It's a spirit of hatred and division that is rife. And it's not just in the UK, it's over, it's over, it's everywhere. Do you know why it's everywhere? Because it's a scheme of the enemy. And he wants to take people down. If he could divide people, so. So, meeting together to encounter Jesus actually is a radical thing to do. I've got colleagues who think we're mad being in here like this. Yes. I did say we're mad. You, you had to own that one with me there. Not just, they, they know I'm mad. They just think we're mad. <laughs> but because we're, they will not open their churches. It's too dangerous. When I arrived tonight, there was, Robert was underneath a duvet. Here, the guy that's been sleeping rough for the last how many many months. And he said, I should be in Cornwall now, but it's too dangerous to get on a train. And I said, no, it's not. Have you got the money? Oh, I've got the money to go. I could do it. I should be in Cornwall. I said, we'll get on a train. It's too dangerous. The fear in him, and it was genuine fear amongst the fog of alcohol, but there was a genuine fear. But how many of us would have actually not talked to Robert and just gone, oh, and walked past him? There's a man who's afraid, who's hiding it through his alcohol. He said he might come back. Malcolm, you're in charge if he comes. And I've said to him, he can come back and sleep in the porch. If he's got nowhere else to go, that's fine. I just asked him not to use it as a toilet. As he claims it wasn't him, but it has happened in the past. <laughs> so. so what do we need to be that radical and to be and to meet together to encounter Jesus? The Lord took me to a passage of scripture that is part of my calling. It's part of my vocation, it's part of why I'm doing what I'm doing. So Joshua chapter 1, who's got that? Oh, hello, it's going to be on the screen as well. All bells and whistles here. You can take your mask down. When you're reading, you're contributing to the service, part of the leadership, you can take your mask down to read. You can't hold it because... over my glasses. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. 
Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the River Jordan into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. When Scripture repeats something, it's important. When Scripture repeats something three times inside nine verses, the theological phrase, it's flipping important. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, says the old, uh, the AV, truly I say to you. When Jesus speaks, it's true, but even he says, oi, listen. That's the verily, verily bit. It's true. What's repeated three times? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. For I am with you. I will give you the land you claim. I promised. Wherever you put your feet, there's a whole load of promises, there's a whole load of... But the command is be strong and courageous. They've been wandering around the wilderness. They're about to enter the promised land. Joshua's about to take over from Moses. The whole generation has changed. There's a new leadership. You know, Joshua was there 40 years ago. So everybody goes, oh, well, Joshua was a really young man. Clearly not. Because it's 40 years on from when he went in the first. So he's not a young man. He was a young man at the beginning of that wandering. And Caleb must be flipping ancient. Because he was an old man at the beginning of that generation. But be strong and courageous. In the midst of the wilderness, be strong and courageous. In the midst of going against the enemy, be strong and courageous. In the midst of going somewhere we've never been before, be strong and courageous. In the midst of going against all the Hittites and Gergeshites and Canaanites and all the ites you want, be strong and courageous. I'll be with you like Moses, like I was with Moses. And do you know what the promise is even more for us? Because he won't be with us like he was with Moses. You get that? We know God in a way that Moses could only ever dream of. Because Moses met God. Jesus dwells in us. It's a new covenant. It's a new arrangement. It's an upgrade, if you want. It's the fulfilling of what these guys had. We have more. 
We know more of God's voice, of God's love, of God's presence than Moses, than Abraham, than David, than Isaiah, than Amos, than you list them off, than John the Baptist. And that's not arrogant. So what are we called to be? Strong and... Christian faith for so long has been be weak. Be weak. Now, I hate muscular Christianity. I'm not saying it's about us being, he meant, and women, for God. It's about us recognizing that despite our weakness, the strength we have in us, because Christ lives in us, is abundant. Wow. Why do people see Christ in us? Because he's there. Often in spite of what we do. (laughs) And sometimes we think, well, we've just done all this wrong so people can't see him. No, they can still see him. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, says... Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. What did Jesus say? I will be with you until you mess up and do something wrong. No? I'll be with you till the end of the age. Is he with you? Does it always feel like it? Not always. But does what you feel change the fact? Now, we want the fact to change the feeling, because the feelings are important. But the feeling mustn't change the fact. But I can't feel God's presence, so he can't be here. Yes, he is. Lord, would you change the encounter? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. I could put this in context, but I'll leave it a generalised them. Because it's always them we're scared of. Whoever they happen to be. And you fill in your own them. Proverbs 28.1. Oh, you got that one. Actually, wait for it to go up on the screen. You can read it from up there if you want. Is that one? That's it. The wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. The wicked flee. Thank you, Sonia. The wicked flee, though no one pursues. How many times have we run away from situations or circumstances or things, and actually there's nothing there? The the fear's been in here. The righteous... Hands up if you're righteous. You're in Christ, you're righteous. Uh, Are as bold as... As bold as St. Leonard's. As bold as courageous. This shouldn't be news to us, guys. But this is about getting hold. Being encouraged. 
that we might... Be. You know what to encourage means? It means to put courage into. We'll do what courage means in a minute. Hang on, what's the next? 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says... So ignore the enemy. Don't worry about what you believe. That's what it says. No, stand guard. I'm fed up with this thing, or we can just ignore the enemy. Or we can just worship. We don't have to face the enemy. It's not biblical. Be on your guard. Yes, worship is the main weapon. That's how we come against. Absolutely. But we, Lord, what's going on? Show us. Be on your guard. Be watchmen. And this is New Testament. <laughs> Why is all your teaching about watchmen and being being on guard from the Old Testament? No, it's not. Be on your guard. Be on your guard. Stand firm. Stand firm in the faith. It doesn't say rush. It doesn't say be deep. Stand firm in what you know. Be courageous, and just in case you've missed it from Joshua, and be strong. So it's not just from Joshua, it's from Paul as well. Do you know why the Old Testament keeps cropping up in Paul's letters? Because he was a Pharisee, and therefore knew his Old Testament inside out. So he's quoting the Old Testament, even when he doesn't realise it. Because it's just in him. And we've then also got 2 Corinthians 3.12. Who had that one? Stay with us, die. Since we have such a hope, what is a hope? Christ in us. The hope of glory. And the hope isn't well, maybe if possibly it could. The hope is something that is certain. Faith is the certainty of what we hope for. Hebrews 11. The hope isn't hope against hope. It's a hope in Jesus. So we have hope. Therefore, we are bold. A bold. It's close. We're bold. word you gave last night being overwhelmed just a short version she can't remember lord bring it back when you feel overwhelmed that's the time to push forward is that right thank you i was going to give her a chance to get it all on her own but <laughs> that is what you said wasn't it the summary when you feel overwhelmed that's the time to push forward It's counterintuitive, isn't it? When you feel overwhelmed, that's time to give up. When you feel overwhelmed, that's time to lie down and get trodden on. When you feel overwhelmed, that's the time just to go to sleep. Lord, I need a rest. I need to be... No. When you feel overwhelmed, that's the time to push on. And actually, we want to be overwhelmed. What? Does the, over, does the word overwhelmed... and Is that a negative word for you? Well, heck, I want to be overwhelmed by the presence of Jesus. I'm going to be so overwhelmed by his spirit that I can't do what I normally do because I'm just drunk in his presence.
Be bold. The word courage, the word comes, it's a French word, Norman word into our language, cour, which means heart. And actually you read old literature written before the 19th century or whatever, and people talk about taking heart. And that's about having courage. Take heart, dear friend. Having heart. For the Father's heart, the Father's love, it's about the core. Every time we hear the word heart, it's about the core, it's about love, it's about purpose, it's about family, it's about army, it's about people, it's about together. Oh, hang on, slow down, Laurie, that's coming in a minute. But courage is all those things. Do you remember the first day at school, the first day in a new job? It's a lot easier going in with somebody else, isn't it? We're built for together, not separate. And even if we're even if we're single or whatever, we're still built for together. We're built for together, not separate. Courage means to face difficulty, danger, pain, despite fear. Courage doesn't mean we're fearless. If we lack fear, we probably haven't, haven't worked out what's actually going on. To have fear is not a bad thing on one level. To come under that fear and then act because of it is the problem. To be fearful of a difficult situation is often sensible. And then you go, yes, but God. And on. You talk to any soldiers, any of those who've served in war, who, who have bravery citations, they all go, I was scared witless, but I did it anyway because they were my friends. These were the guys that, you know, that's such a common thing. Look at the person next to you. Don't look at the wall. Look at the person behind you. God might just ask you to lay down your life for that person because they're your brother and sister in Christ. Would you do it? You might do it for your spouse. (laughs) You might do it for your friend. But look round, look at somebody you don't know that well. Would you do it for them? Because they're a brother or sister in Christ. That's courage. And Bill Johnson, I heard Bill Johnson say this week, when we walk in courage, we call out others' identity. I love it. When we walk in courage, when we walk in courage, we call out others' identity. Because our witness enables people who are hiding out of fear, hiding out of whatever it is. Come to church every now and again. Come to church but don't get involved in the whatever it is. When we are courageous and we stand up, it's a witness to others go, Oh, do you know what? If they can do it, maybe I can. 
Our courage calls out others' identity. Those of us that lead. Sorry, guys. That's why we've got to press in first. And you know what? The opposite's true. Every time we don't press in, we give permission for others not to press in. Challenge. Ouch. Hey, challenge starts here first. Promise you. Hmm. Are we the strong in Christ? Then we need to be courageous in Christ. So that's the courage thing. Let's see what Joshua 10, 1 goes on to. A couple of things. Just a few more verses to go. Joshua 10, uh, Joshua 1, 10 to 11. So Joshua is doing this for Joshua's sake. Joshua's going to get lots of land. Joshua's going to get lots of prestige. Yes? No, eyes are going. Is he doing one of those things again? Or is he saying... And the answer's not Jesus this time. Or freedom, or revelation. At staff meetings, they've decided the answer is always Jesus or Revelation, whichever way around it is. So, <laughs> Not this time. Who's going to inherit the land? The whole, the, all of them. Who's going to take the land? All of them. What is Joshua doing? Is Joshua doing the battle on his own? He's telling the people what they need to do. Joshua ordered the officers of the people go through the camp and tell them. So Joshua doesn't even go to everybody. Joshua gives the those were there last night. Joshua stands there giving orders to the generals, and the generals go out and give their orders to the battalions, and off they go. This is a together thing. It's got to be a together thing. That, so we have courage. It's got to be a together thing. That's one of the things the enemy is coming hard at us with. Wasn't it great to be online this morning with all the partners across the world? And wasn't it horrible not to be with each other? All at the same time. Having done that the week before. It was great to be online. because, And as I said, we got the chance to be with guys we wouldn't otherwise be with, but we weren't with them. But we were, but we weren't. The enemy wants us to stay in our little family blocks and stuff everybody else and me. Even me and my little group are okay with Jesus. Fine, thank you very much. On we go. No. We. Into the land you are going to inherit. Plural. Not singular. Not you. But You. Do you want revival in this place? Yeah? Well, it's all of us then. Are we all right? So there's Joshua. 
Ephesians 2.22. Bless you. Thank you. I've heard so many sermons. In him, you are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Does he live in each one of us? Yeah. That's not what that verse says. The you there is plural. The you there is plural. In him, you too, you, all of you, all of you are being built together. You're being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Holy Spirit. So we we are dwelt indwelt by the Holy Spirit, but when we come together, that is more than. When Wendy and I agree on something in unity, it's more than. When Wendy and I and Chris and Ali and Di and Martin and the elders agree on something, there's more in the and then the leadership. There's more in the unity, for where brothers and sisters dwell together in unity, there the Lord commands the blessing. Psalm 133. Sorry. Now I'm quoting scriptures I've not got on the screen. <laughs> Never mind, Dave. It's a, it's a meet together. Philippians 3.17 says... It's all plurals in there. It's all plurals. Yous and uses. And what an arrogant statement from Paul. The world would find that extraordinarily arrogant. Actually, half the church would find it extraordinarily arrogant. In fact, maybe some of us find it extraordinarily arrogant. Join together in following my example. As a leader, I stand in front of you and say, join together and follow my example. Crunge. Because that means the example I set has got to be worth following. Pray for us. Oh. Brothers and sisters, just as you have us as a model. Can't see me on the catwalk personally, but there you go. For just as you have us as a model, really? Sometimes, of course, we're modeling what not to do. <laughs> Sometimes you learn that way as well. Then keep your eyes on those who live as we do. That's why the, the vision and the, the freedom prayer stuff and the, the, all that truth in the script, we want to live it. Because why do we want to live it? So that you will live it. And then if you and I live it, then we live it together and then all the rest will start to live it. And if, by heck, if the 170 of us at St. Leonard's were all living it, Cheshire boys would change in a moment. Please, I'm not having to go. I'm just saying, meet together. Be courageous. Meet together. It's together. Hebrews, I think that's you, Chris. Hebrews 10, 19 to 
spur one another on? How do we do that if we don't see each other? How do we do that if we don't connect with each other? How do we do that if we don't talk to each other? Because Paul's saying here, some of you are in the habit of not meeting, not coming, not doing it, not being together. Don't, he says, basically, don't, don't do that. Because we've got to encourage. All those Sundays where you go, oh, I don't feel like church this morning. Oh, hey, I have my fair share and I'm paid to be here for goodness sake, come on. And you come to the end and go, I'm so glad I went. The Lord spoke to me. Or so and so said something, they don't know what they said. Yeah, the Lord spoke to you. It, it's there. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. Hmm. So, courage to meet together. Please, we're not saying break the rules. We're not saying don't, you know, overdo it and have more than six people and all that. We're not saying break the rules. But, we've got to meet together. And fear mustn't stop us. Now, please, don't all go around to John Ogle's house now, you know, because he's, he's got a severe lung problem, so more than two people in his place, and he's worried. Absolutely rightly so. Because he's, he's to take care. But, but, several times, I've walked up to people at church. Can you stand up a moment? Uh, hang on, so pretend, pretend Debbie's me and, and I'm the person I'm talking about. Just take a step towards me. And they just walk away from me. Now, maybe she shouldn't quite get that close. But why? I'm not going to come more than a metre because I know what the rules are. And I'm, you know, and I'm up close, I have with a thing on as well. But step back. Don't be scared. Be careful, be sensible, but don't be scared. And as somebody said, oh, as Graham said in the week, you know, sometimes we have to put down our stuff to enable other people, the weaker brother argument that we were talking about the other week. So, see, if somebody is that scared, I didn't, I didn't turn to them and go, what you're scared for, don't be so stupid. I went, it's okay, I'll, fine, can we talk now? And I, and I backed off as well. But actually... Would it that all of us were not that scared? While still being sensible. Hear that, please. (sighs) Somebody said to me, why did you explain the three wise monkeys picture three times? Because each time I explained it, I still had people thinking we were telling you to disobey the rules. And lots of you thought it was clear the first time. And really clear the second time. And overkill the third time. But we still had people... Because there's none so deaf as them that won't listen, as the saying goes. So, be courageous and meet together. Coming towards the end. 
And the whole point of this is so that we meet with the Lord. So we meet with Jesus and we see his kingdom manifest around us. And we see the transforming presence of God, not just in me, not just through me, but around, changing everything. But it starts in here. I've just said it's together, but it starts individually, and then it's... The ripple effect only happens if you drop a flipping pebble in the water. If you stand there waiting for the ripples and you won't drop the pebble... I can't believe it, there's no ripples, what's going on? Well, drop the flipping pebble then. What am I supposed to do? Really? We know... The problem with most of this is we know, don't we? We we actually know. Oh, one Corinthians three sixteen. I had a pair of glasses at one point. Oh, where well, they went? One Corinthians three sixteen. Who's got that? Again, plural. We are God's temple. 1, 2, 3, 4, 10, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 18, 20, 22, 25. Where 25 are gathered, there I am in their midst. In fact, where two or three are gathered... So actually, is he is he here? Why do you think we don't use it very often? Why do you think the liturgy goes, "The Lord is here"? Do you know why that liturgy is there at the beginning? Because it's true. But we don't do liturgy. Liturgy is a waste of time. Anglicanism can just shoot itself in the foot. Actually, a lot of the liturgy we speak out is truth. It's not all of it. <laughs> the Lord is here. Do you believe that? The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. The Lord is here. His spirit is with us. We're not God. He is God, but he is with us. Lord, be manifest among us. 2 Corinthians. No, sorry. Romans 6.11. How are we dead to sin? Because we are in Christ Jesus. How are we alive to, to God? Because we are in Christ Jesus. Who's got the next one? 8-1. How are we not condemned? Because we are in Christ Jesus. So, so the, the 12-5. So we're one body, each member belongs to the others. Look at the person next to you, behind you, in front of you, whichever way you want to go, and say, I belong to you. Do you get how radical that is? I belong to you. How flipping radical. I belong to you. Bye. I belong to you. Am I my own? I belong to you. 
Do I come first? He comes first. Who comes next? Those he indwells. I'm not asking you to put the church organized next. I'm not asking you to put each other next. Because you are the church. And we happen to organize in this way. I assume you like it, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Because there's other ways of doing church, and you'd be there instead. One Corinthians one thirty, just a couple to go now. It's because of Him we're in Christ Jesus. Who's Him? It's a bit circular this one, but it's fine. Who is Him? Jesus. It's because of Christ Jesus you are in Christ Jesus. There's nothing we've done. It's by His grace and His grace alone. 2 Corinthians one twenty. Wow. The promise has been made. And we go, so be it, Lord. That's what Amen means. So be it. Let it be. Let it be just as you have said, Mary says. Let it be to me just as you have said. Most of us go, let it be to, let it be to me just as you have said, apart the bits that might be quite difficult, painful, costly, inconvenient. We do, don't we? Oh, come on, we all do. We all do. Because there's still the worldly bit fighting in within us. Last bit. 1 John 3, 16 to 19. Who's got that one? Oh, Wendy's got that one. That's why I just asked you whether you were willing to, because I knew what was coming. Go for it. Hang on a minute. In our context, do we have material possessions? Even if we feel we're struggling, do we have material possessions? If you were in Sally and Stuart's room this morning, or you were in I don't, many of the other rooms, I'm wordless for it because it's too flipping obvious. Go on. The Lord has been calling us to rest in his presence. And some of us have found that hard. Really difficult to do. So how do we do it? This is how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Let's go back. By not loving with just words and speech, but with actions and truth. Being about the things of God is how we find our rest in God. 
If you're not finding your rest in God, just ask yourself the question. I'm not saying you're not about the things of God, but just ask yourself the question, are you? And if you are, are you doing it in his strength or your own? Because doing the wrong things will wear you out. Doing the things wrong will wear you out. Doing the right things wrong will wear you out. Doing the things of God, his way, his strength. Team once went from Christchurch Fulham to Cairo. And they did freedom prayer for nearly 14 hours, non-stop. And at the end of it, the team was going, Next! 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 Because they loved it. And it was so exciting. To pray with Christians in Cairo and ex-Muslims who'd come to Christ. Next! Now, please, age, health, a whole load of things can wear us out. Absolutely. But, but. Guys, we're going to worship. Johnny, you can join us at the front again. Demask. Oh, and Alice. Thank you. How long are we going to worship for? I don't know. If you need to go, go. It's absolutely fine. I think we're going to be doing more times when we come together to pray and to worship um, with, without masks. We'll see how that works out and what the rules are and all the rest of it and where we do it and how we can do it. And the question I'm asked more often than any other, uh, seriously, the question I'm asked about most services, oh, it starts at half past ten, what time does it finish? Well, it starts at seven. What time does it finish? Do you know what? I don't know. If God doesn't turn up and doesn't do anything, then, you know, it starts at seven. We'll be finished by 20 past. It's, we've been going an hour and a half now, and I still think we need to worship. But actually, it's okay, isn't it? We were the tent last night over two and a half hours. Praying. About 20 minutes in, I thought, oh, this is taking a long time. The next time I looked at my watch, it was 10 o'clock. Oh. Because God is outside time, so time is irrelevant to him. Therefore, when we're caught up in his presence, time becomes irrelevant to us. You need to take a step. Each one of us here needs to take a step. To indicate that we, we're going to move in courage. And that step will be different for all of us. For some of us it'll be just talking to our family. For some of us it'll be actually having an expectation of God. So for some of us it'll be walking the streets and giving words of knowledge to people as we go. I saw several of you go, no, so that might not be for you then. He calls us beyond our comfort zone, but he never calls us beyond that which he hasn't equipped us for. Yep. Got the right number of negatives in that sentence. That's okay. We're equipped for whatever he calls us to. Don't be frightened of it. We need to take a step. Maybe it's to be loud with the masks on. Comfortable, isn't it? Tough. Sorry, but we just might need to be. We just need to take a step.
So once Johnny's tuned up again. It's hot in here, which is why the guitar keeps moving. Can I ask you to stand? The big problem we have with pews is you can't take a step forward. (laughs) So you're going to need to turn sideways, as Eliza is modelling over here on the right. Turn sideways. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are here. Thank you that we are your temple. Jesus, thank you that you dwell um, in us and you dwell among us. Thank you, Father, that you love us beyond measure. And Lord, we want to be about your things. We want the courage. We want to meet together and we want to encounter you. Lord Jesus, come. Come, Holy Spirit. You are here, but come in your power. Come in your manifest presence. Come, Holy Spirit. Just wait on the Lord. Lord, would you show each one of us what we need to step into? Be different for all of us, Lord. Maybe even step in. I need to say this out loud. Maybe just stepping into Christ. Just step. You need to take that step. Just, Lord, show us a step of boldness. What do we need the courage to do, Lord? What I'm going to do is I'm going to pray. We receive that, which the Lord is showing you right now, in Jesus' name. And as I've said, in Jesus' name, here comes a theological reflection. Take a dirty, great, big stride forward. All right? If there is somebody in front of you, please wait for them to take a dirty, great, big stride forward. Otherwise, they may kick you. Or you may kick them, which won't be so good. Okay? Lord, we receive that which you've shown us that we need. We receive it now. In Jesus' name, we step forward.